this is Scott Powers, and you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am joined by Scott Powers of The Athletic, former Blackhawks beat writer with ESPN. Scott, how are you today? Good, Frank. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. Uh, really excited to have you on. So, you know, when you were with ESPN, you covered the shortened season for the Hawks starting in 2012-13. What similarities were in that season and last season in the 2020-21 condensed season, if there were any for you? Uh, personally, there weren't any similarities. I, I, I was, you know, I, I guess personally, I I didn't want to cover hockey when I was first put on by ESPN, so I, I dreaded that entire season. and. Um, I, I don't have fond memories of covering the team that year. And, and last year, um, you know, certainly as a reporter, I was in a different space. And, um, and, and, and you know, certainly the, the, I guess the, the context of each season around the lockout and, and COVID were, uh, were different too. So, um, you know, the, the condensed version of each had their own specific reasons and, you know, doing it with, uh, you know, limited fans and, you know, having to wear masks and, you know, all those type of things certainly made it feel different. Sure. So, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many, you know, aside from having to play, you know, fewer than 82 games, they're, they're um, yeah, personally and, and, and more from, an, uh, I guess, a league standpoint, the, there weren't too many similarities. Yeah, sure. So I've heard from uh, Across the Athletic that it's different than a traditional publication, you know. You guys focus on niche stories and you focus on writing more quality content rather than just turn, churning out articles. Talk to me about your daily routine when you're working for The Athletic, you know. What's the daily life of Scott Powers at The Athletic? Uh, every day is different. I mean, we, we do a lot of traditional stuff still. I mean, we, we try to write, you know, larger features and more analysis and, you know, kind of give it you more than, than you might get uh, you might get from a newspaper. And a lot of times newspapers are constrained by uh, uh, sometimes, you know, length of stories and just deadlines and that type of thing. And, um, you know, at The Athletic, we don't have those constraints. So, you know, I, I've been... I've been with the athletic basically from day one. You know, I was a second or third employer hired. So, um, you know, when I began, even we didn't, we weren't even credentialed by the Blackhawks. So it was, uh, you know, it was covering the team without uh, without it, it access. So you, uh, you know, you're analyzing games and cutting tape and trying to figure out ways to cover the team without access. And obviously, the athletics grown and grown since then. And uh, you know, we, we do have access, and now we have two beat writers. And so, you know, a lot of it's a lot of communication between Mark Lazarus and I. And, um, you know, kind of figure out what stories we want and who's writing on what day. And, you know, always kind of probably having a few stories in the, you know, that you're always working on in the background just to, to run later. So, um, you know, access is a little bit different now, too. You know, when you used to, when you'd have an open locker room, it'd be pretty easy to, to gather stories. And now it's a little bit more difficult with, with the Zoom access. And, um, you know, lately the Blackhawks have been in COVID protocol, so they've, you know, they've had more of the Zoom stuff. And, um, but yeah, just in these times now, it's it's all press conference setting or um, or Zoom, so that the access is a lot different. But yeah, we're still trying to do interesting stories. You know, I, I think I do a little bit more video analysis, and you know, Les is uh, I think a better writer than me in general. Just his uh, you know, his column writing is great, so we, we try to complement and balance each other. And um, but uh, you know, during the season, it's uh, it's covering practices, games, morning skates. Um, and then, you know, writing when you're not at the ring. So it's, uh, uh, I live in the city, so I'm not too far less as in, uh, you know, Indiana, he's a little bit further. So, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's during the season, it's a grind and, you know, you're covering 82 games and all the practices and, 
but uh, every every day feels a little bit different. It's just uh, depending what the schedule is, you know, with the Blackhawks. Yeah, and that's really important because you hear a lot of people in traditional nine to five jobs say, "Oh, my day is so monotonous." For you, everything can change in an instant, and we saw that this past week. You know, the Jenner and Black report came out about the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, what changes do you see the Blackhawks needing to make, as well as the entirety of the National Hockey League going forward as this report came out? Yeah, I mean, hockey culture is—it's it, messed up in a lot of different ways. You know, like it's—I um, think there's a chance here for the Blackhawks to make some real change and um, you know make some changes within the organization, but you know, change hopefully make some changes within within hockey. You know, I—I um, I, I think it's really difficult to make these type of changes too because hockey is very set in its ways and. Sure. Um, you know, we we see it with the league and you know the way that it's uh, you know it's always promising to be more inclusive and um, you know uh, you know continue to grow and and, and 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 I don't know if it's always you know it feels like lip service a lot of times and a lot of things are performative and um, so I, I think there's a chance here for the Blackhawks really want to do something different and try to be in a different organization and who they hire and. Um, you know, to really, I think there are a lot of people who were turned off by the Blackhawks by, by, um, you know, what uh, allegedly happened to Cal Beach and, um, and how uh, and how the Blackhawks handled those sexual assault allegations. Um, you know, and you know, according to the report that they put uh, their on ice performance ahead of uh, ahead of a person and you know his own well being and what he was alleging Brad Aldridge had done. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think there are a lot of different steps the Blackhawks are doing, and they're certainly trying to implement some stuff internally about uh, programs are doing and how they, uh, yeah, how they report things. And um, but even beyond that, I think they can have an impact within hockey. And um, I, I know that uh, you know from what Danny Ward's just said that they're trying to uh, you know evolve as an organization and make sure this doesn't happen again. But also you know develop a more positive culture uh, around the or- in the team and the organization too. You know from from on ice to uh, to the front office and, and so on. So yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, right now it's a lot of words. I mean, there's been some action now with them. Uh, you know, getting rid of Stan Bowman and Elmick Isaac and putting out the report. And it sounds like they're going to, uh, you know, agree to uh, agree agree to a number with uh, Kyle Beach and the other John Doe and uh, you know settle those cases. So um, I think they're all positive first steps, but there's uh, there are many steps that have to follow. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Scott. You know, there it's it's a great first step, but what are we going to do once we have that kind of that that kind of first step? You know, okay, we've done X. Now, how does that translate to Y, Z, A, B, and C? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, you know, I we were actually working on a story for later next week. I think about just different ideas that we had about what the Blackhawks can do, and uh, you know, it's been interesting. I've been I've been talking to some some activists within hockey and some people that, you know, do some organizing. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the preliminary stages of that. So I, I think, uh, you know, even, even myself, I'm kind of learning. And you would hope that Danny Wirtz and Rocky Wirtz, the organization, too, is putting the time and, uh, you know, tapping in the resources to figure out how to, uh, yeah, how to better themselves. So I, I don't, you know, I, I guess I don't have a specific answer for you at this point, but um, it, it sounds from, like, the Blackhawks are interested in, in you know, changing who they are and changing how they've run as an organization so we'll um i I think the coming months will be interesting to see what they what they actually do yeah it definitely will be interesting you know just just seeing how this whole thing is played out it's 
it's interesting from a legal and an ethical perspective about how things have come around, you know. But shifting gears to the to the on ice things, Scott, you know, the the Blackhawks as of this moment don't have a win in regulation. They don't have a win period. They've only had one lead, which was against the Toronto Maple Leafs very recently. You know, what what can the the coaching staff and the players do to try to write the write the ship, if you will, for the on ice performance going forward? Yeah, I, I think they've played well at times. You know, I think they played pretty decent against Toronto last night from what um, I wasn't actually at the game. I was just kind of watching in the background. There was so much going on. So we had, we had been working on other stories regarding, um, you know, the report and stuff. But for, from what I had seen yesterday, they played pretty well. They obviously blew a, blew a 2 nothing lead. And, you know, I, I thought against New Jersey and uh, the Islanders, I thought, uh, well, not New Jersey, it was what, the uh, Islanders in Vancouver, they played pretty well and, and just didn't get the result. Um, you know, hockey has some of that too where, you can play well and sometimes you lose, you know, it's, there, there's a little bit more uh, puck luck that's involved in that. I thought the Detroit sure. game was, was pretty bad. They, you know, certainly took a step, step backward. I, I don't know if this is a good team. I mean, it certainly has, um, you know, there were higher expectations for it based on who they acquired in the off season and, and, and you know, the steps they took to, uh, yeah, just to improve from, from last season. And, um, but I, mean, I think it's a better team than what they've shown so far. So, um, I think Jeremy Colleton has some time now with, uh, you know, Stan Bowman being gone and Kyle Davidson as the interim GM. I think there's going to be a little bit more patience with him. You know, there's so much going on with the organization that they, um, it probably doesn't make sense to fire a coach at this point. They kind of need to find, uh, uh, yeah, just kind of find, hit a reset button and kind of find that, you know, the bottom again and kind of figure out how to get back um, as an organization and get back to where they need to be. But I, I think that the nice stuff is, is important because certainly it draws fans and that's where the attention is. But, um, you know, at least for the time being, it, it feels like a secondary sure. uh, note with the Blackhawks considering everything else going on. But um, I, I do think I, I think they have pieces that, uh, that could still add up to a decent team. And, you know, right now they're without Kane and, um, you know, a handful of other players who are in the COVID protocol. So getting those players back would certainly, certainly benefit them. And um, But... Um, yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a mixed bag where they've they've had games where they've looked decent and lost, and certainly they've had games where they have they've looked bad and lost too. So I never everything's at the end of the day, it's all the results have been all losses, and, and I think Colton um, and, and the, you know the front office and everyone understands at some point you need to win some games. So, but uh, I think for the time being they're kind of let try to see if Colton can right the ship, and you know they hit the road this weekend for a couple games, and then they're back home for another homestand. So. Um, you know, it, it would certainly benefit, I'm sure, just uh, the stress that's on the team uh, to get a win and, you know, and kind of get over the hump. I mean, it's seven, you know, going on seven games here, this losing streak certainly, uh, you know, it's, it's been a lot longer than, than anyone expected. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I don't think this team's, uh, it's not horrific, you know. It's not, it's not a team that's, that should go 0-20. I mean, certainly it can happen, anything can happen, but I, I think it's better than, than what they've shown, at least from a record-wise. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know, the, the writing, the ship, and understanding, you know, we're better than what we've shown on the ice, and we have a, a primary goal that even isn't hockey. It's Things are bigger than hockey. People have told me that since day one. They've said, Frank, you love the game, but some things are bigger than the on-ice performance, and we've seen that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, I think right now the organization's their attention is... Uh, yeah, I mean, you're always watching the hockey. I mean, that's that's an important part of the business. But 
for, for the time being, you know, being so fresh off the reports and, um, you know, the, you know, it's still, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of cards that can still be played, I think from, from, you know, I think we're going to learn more and more in the coming days and certainly, you know, with, uh, former employees and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of questions to still be answered. I mean, Danny Woods and Rocky Woods haven't taken any questions to the media. Um, and, they, and they still plan to settle with, with Kyle Beach, who obviously revealed himself just yesterday as, as John Doe. So um, I, I think there are many more stories that, that come out of this and things that we learn. But, um, you know, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Ali, as a, you know, strange as it sounds, that the hockey is, is secondary to everything else right now. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I want to shift gears a little bit, Scott. You know, you get your degree in journalism from Indiana. What drew you to the world of reporting in terms of sports and reporting in general? Yeah, I mean, I, I decided pretty early on. I, you know, I grew up in Chicago on the northwest side. And, um, you know, I liked sports, but I, I wasn't athletic enough to really do much in it. So I, I think in high school, uh, I decided that I wanted to give it a crack at and writing and joining the school paper and that just you know that led to uh you know me trying to do this in college and, and certainly uh kind of propelled me from there but it was yeah it was an interest in sports early on and then um you know getting interested in journalism and, and you know certainly when i when i was looking for colleges that uh you know i felt, felt like indiana was a good place to uh you know to cover you know cover sports and you know i've done some news writing and stuff but it was always sports that uh, really engaged me so um, you know, I've kind of bounced around here and there, and you know, I've been with the athletic here now for six years. But uh, um, yeah, I, I think it all kind of stems from a, a, an interest in sports, and then, and then you know, from there, an interest in writing, and um, and then in journalism. And, and I, I would hope that I've evolved evolved since then. And you know, I, uh, you certainly you, you cover sports that are entertainment, but there's also uh, a lot of important issues like like you know like like the Kyle Beach case and. Um, you know, the Blackhawks logo and, and, and you know, sports is kind of touch, touch, uh, touch culture and touch, you know, different parts of society as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. And there's, it's like the iceberg that you see, okay, this is what you do on the surface. This is what, this is what you think of as a sports journalist, but there's so much more that goes into it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, the really good sports journalists, they can write about anything because they know how to write about news and they can write about hard news and they can do, um, you know, certainly with the Blackhawks cases, you know, I, I, I'd have to go to the courthouse or, you know, put in FOIAs and, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I feel like I've had to evolve as a reporter over the years to learn how to do some of the stuff. And, um, you know, you have tough interviews and you, you um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly enjoy the, the hockey part and the sports aspect of it. And sometimes that feels a lot easier. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, a really good sports journalist is, uh, is you know, at first a journalist and, um, you know, can cover a little bit of everything. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, we get a lot of uh, younger demographic, like 18 through 35 on the show that listen in. What's your message to young journalists starting to enter the field, you know, in college, in high school, just out of college? What's your message to them going forward? Yeah, yeah I think... I think it's about diversifying yourself. I think it's been able to do, a, you know, a lot of everything. I, I think, uh, you know, when I look back, I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly a, a writer first, but I, I learned to take photos and I take video and certainly a podcasting has emerged. And I, I think the more that you can do, learn how to edit, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, WordPress or, you know, learning different, even design systems, learning how to design in, in newspapers and designing magazines and, 
that there, there's so many different parts of media now that it's uh that there are only so many reporter jobs to go through and, and not that you shouldn't try to pursue that but sometimes your way into a, a position is not the you know it's, it's not the traditional way you may you know find yourself uh, maybe able to get a job in in a media outlet doing something and then it leads to something else. But I think the more that you're able to do, it allows you uh, to be a more attractive candidate and, um, you know, eventually get to where you want to be. But sometimes you, you, you got to, you know, kind of take it where it is because uh, I think, I think even from when I was coming into the business, um, you know, the, there are a lot, there are a lot fewer journalism jobs and um, at the same time, media has expanded and evolved. So I think there's a lot of exciting different ways. And I just, uh, you know, going back to Indiana a couple of years ago and seeing their media school and the ways that they they teach journalism now and um, you know teach media as a whole is it, it certainly changed from from when I was there. So I think there's a lot of excitement there. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways you can get into media and um, and be just multifaceted and being able to uh, yeah kind of uh, approach the journalism in so many different ways. So um, yeah, I think for me, you know, especially when I. The reason I got the job at ESPN was because I was able to take photos and videos and do a lot of different things, and um, you know, it's uh, it really opened a lot of doors from there. So I, I, not that I really use those skills as much now, but it, it yeah. allowed me to get my foot in the door at ESPN, and eventually, uh, you know, that kind of led to the athletics. So. Yeah, that's the, diversifying your portfolio and understanding all parts of the industry. The best sports journalist is a journalist. Scott, before we head out today, is there anything you want to add for our listeners around the U.S., Canada, and beyond? No, no, just, uh, you know, you can read our work at The Athletic, and, um, you know, we have our, our own podcast, Last and Powers, that we do weekly, and, um, you know, um, but, yeah, no, I think I think mostly just, uh, you know, read us and the many other writers at The Athletic, and, um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, being there for six years, seeing it evolve from a few reporters to what we are now, it's been a, it's an interesting, uh, interesting time. So, yeah, I, I, um, I guess that would be my lone message. Yeah, Scott Powers, one of the founding members of The Athletic. Thank you so much for the time, Scott. Appreciate it. Thanks, Frank.